welcome back to the She Said Club podcast with me, your host, Neve McElhatton. This episode of the podcast is brought to you in partnership with Victoria Square and Spark. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the She Said Club here live from Victoria Square. I'm delighted to be back and this week following the very funny conversation with Mr. Marty O'Neill from Dish, who were here last week. We have two fabulously stunning, sexy ladies. Like, I'm feeling completely underdressed. We have the amazing Nicholas Suter, Suter Yoga, Suter Coffee, and we have the fabulous Lindsay Watts, birth doula, and just the epitome of sexiness today. You look amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but you do like I came to the door and you're standing there like a vision and I was like I was at a conference today and I was all glammed up in heels and everything and I drove up from Dublin and I was just like I need a shower and change into comfies to just really enjoy this conversation yeah. because trainers I love those trainers those pink ticks yeah. thanks and they actually are Nike blazers and a wee girl Rebecca that I used to work with had shown me them and I was like I need those in my life so they are, they're very comfortable and they make me feel like about 19. Love it. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. So Lindsay, we'll start with your good self, right? Mm-hmm. A birth doula. It's all very namaste. Yeah. And it's like, this is a very namaste podcast, actually, because we're going to talk about all the good things that help us feel good about ourselves. Today is about releasing negativity, it's about releasing mummy guilt. And a conversation we just had offline is about having the best orgasms. So tell us, tell us all about because you're the only birth doula I know in Northern Ireland. Are you the only one, or what's what's? No, the there's path? actually quite a big collective of birth doulas in Northern Ireland, but I I think I'm probably one of the youngest. Um, although there is another, there's you know, Tara who owns the little yoga house. Yes, she's on our side. She's yeah. also a birth doula. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, to be honest, whenever I, I lived in Edinburgh for 10 years and I taught yoga in Edinburgh as my business and what was happening is I was, I specialised in pregnancy yoga and I was seeing these women throughout their whole pregnancy and it started to like creep in, like birth summit, birth education started to creep in and then I did, got hypnobirthing trained and these mums were saying to me, oh, I just wish you, know, you know you could be there with me at the birth and I was like oh I know but I definitely don't want to be a midwife yeah. um, and even if I was I wouldn't be seeing the mummies that I was yeah. working with anyway and it was all about walking with women through their journey and someone said to me why wouldn't you be a doula and I was like what is that uh-huh. and they're like oh it's like a trained um, birth professional like a birth educator and you're with woman it's from a greek word meant meaning like servant woman servant mm-hmm. um and it's all about serving women through this time in their life i was like that sounds amazing so um and i had got into pregnancy yoga and really got into the birth world because i fell pregnant at 23 and was just petrified all I knew was the stories from my mum and was my that, was that a, we surprised? We surprised. We surprised. We surprised. <laughs> I had just graduated uni and I actually had a, um, a one-way ticket booked to Nashville. <laughs> and my plan was to go over to Nashville, work in a bar, marry a cowboy. That was oh, my plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the universe had other plans and a little seedling, who is now my little boy Lucas, was planted in my womb and it was just one of those curveballs that I really had to, I had to surrender 
and trust that the universe had alternative plans mm. and really go with that. And it was the best, like it was best gorgeous, gift, best gift ever. Um, and yeah, I, saw I was petrified when I found I was pregnant. All I knew was get the epidural. You don't want to feel any pain. You know everything that you know from the media: women on backs, legs, and stirrups. People shouting at them, big bright lights. Mm. Oh my goodness! Like of course that starts scares women. Mm. I was like, there must be a better way. There must be a better way. And this is a 23. And this, this is a part of your pregnancy. You were having this moment. Yeah, there must be a better way. Okay. So I went deep into researching like alternative ways of birthing. I kind of came across this. And this is like nine years ago when it was, you know, this like natural birth movement. And I said this in air quotes because mm-hmm. it was kind of like hippie at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hypnobirthing. Um, you kind of, in the, it, I think people's vision of it was like, it's like hippies and like, um, Floaty pants, harem pants, yeah. and don't shave your armpits and yeah. live in the colony, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of was like that, like, but like you know, years ago. But I was in for it. I was like, I need to be part of this because these women actually tend to love giving birth and have beautiful, empowering experiences. I need to get some of that. So what? When you were pregnant, then did, is this how you envisaged your own birth plan? Then I was like, oh my goodness, yes what is this and I need some of it and I want a birth I'll have one of those please and how did your birth actually go it was amazing and I looked at my husband or he was my boyfriend at the time and I said to him why is this a secret I feel like a fucking badass yeah I feel absolutely unbelievable like I need to help other women like giving birth yeah beautiful experience it was yes it was hard yeah (laughs) and it was yeah (laughs) And it was a challenge, but I felt in control. I felt just so feminine. And um, it was, I just was so, felt so strong. Who was the one you shared a beautiful, was that Luna, was that your baby girl? You shared her ba- birth in the bath? So yeah, then that was Luna's birth. That was insane. It was gorgeous. That was beautiful. It really was. I, I don't know about you, Nicola, but with Aoife Lily, I had an epidural. I had a bit of a snooze. I relaxed 34 hours later. She maybe decided to have a wee bit of an appearance with vacuum assisted, so it was carnage. But I was that out of my tray. I didn't know whether it was coming or going. And I remember telling uh, Mike and my husband at the time to stop drinking the blue soap on the wall because I was that out of it. I was hallucinating. No, I actually hallucinated. And this, I can see it as clear as day. This nurse running in and said, Ladies, get the blue soap off the wall. There's a man going around drinking it. And I said to Michael, I said, and like I was just on a different planet with Eilish I went in they broke my waters boom three hours later she came out and it was it was amazing I'm not just saying that and I remember Colette bless her the midwife she was class she had a lovely strong hand is it hand. amazing that you still remember her name oh she was amazing oh she yeah. actually was there for both of my girls no way yes and my, my mum was a midwife right so I was treated like absolute royalty and it was amazing but I remember Colette just knew the spot to rub in my lower back and then I said I need to purse and she said no you're not ready yet and I said no no I need to purse I didn't have any of that with an epidural I couldn't I wasn't in control of my body so you're right and I know people are going to be listening to this one I dead on me they'll be taking all the drugs but I have to say second time round I had a bit of gas and air that was it it was a much more enjoyable experience. I, I, I felt it felt more real. Yeah, totally. It was cla- it was class. It was class, and it can be. And I think that was my mission. That and still is, mm-hmm. is to take the fear out of birth and 
help women feel educated and feel empowered and feel strong within themselves to own their births and know that they have the strength within them to make their birth experience um, very, very powerful and start parenthood one foot forward mm-hmm. rather than 10 steps back. But when we say to step, like start parenthood, okay, so let's, let's, let's be totally honest here too because, you know, sleep deprivation, night feeds, tiredness, utter exhaustion, managing work, managing maybe another couple of kids. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you go through that as well? Like, I know you're talking about a wonderful experience of birth and everything else, but like now that you're in the hardcore, like Luna's here, yeah, when Luke is here, you know, you're juggling, you know, a couple of, because you have the, do you have a bridal boutique as well or do you work? I work as a bridal um, stylist in a bridal boutique in Ivory and Pearl. They're absolutely stunning dresses. By the way, um, your reels are probably one of the best. They're quite cute. Um, and I'm like, I look at you and think, oh, I wish I looked like that in that dress. <laughs> They're gorgeous, but I digress. But how do you now, as a mummy, now that you have your two beautiful bambinos, like, do you ever lose your shit? Like, do you ever go, like, stop like, do you, are you always this then? Oh my God, no, I totally lose my shit. But I think we're all human, right? So I think as, you know, as long as I have, I lose my shit less when I have put myself first. Yes. I like right? that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Whenever I have made time for me and filled my cup up first, yes. so it's overflowing, I, much, I lose my shit way less. Okay, and you, I didn't realise this before we started this conversation, you were a yoga instructor as well? Yeah, so I still teach yoga to the main, my clients. Wow, yeah. but it's all in the round birthing yoga? It's all like pregnancy yoga, movement for birth, breathing for birth. And how did you get into yoga? Like 10 years ago, that was quite yeah, cutting edge. I was the worst, by the way, the worst yogi ever. <laughs> I just loved the benefits of it when I was pregnant yeah. and felt the benefits of it. Um, and then I was like, this is definitely, you know, feeling physically strong in your body is all is so good for your mental health as well yeah so women who are physically strong in their pregnant bodies and um, will that will actually help them feel mentally strong because so that all kind of ties in yeah perfectly actually i never thought of that before. and that's why luna is called luna because then i taught a luna yoga class which was all about women um, aligning their cycles with the moon okay and then i aligned my cycle with the moon then i got pregnant whenever my cycles all align with the moon and this all goes back way back whenever we all used to live in tribes as women yeah and we would all like bleed at the same time and all, all in the sync. same time all yeah. in sync and you would go off to this red tent that was set up in the community so whenever women bleed bled together they would all go off into this red tent together and they would nurture each other and cook meals and massage each other like the dream and then they would, and whenever women then ovulated together, that's why lots of women were pregnant together. Yeah. And why we all then birthed around about the same times, all lactated at the same time, so everyone like fed each other's babies. Just this big, massive community of women loving each other. And the, the, each lazy, other. the lazy mother there who couldn't be bothered to <laughs> just pass <laughs> the child around. <laughs> well, listen, from, from one yogi to another, because Nicola, I've been to some of your classes, and I have this massive aspiration of being a yogi. Like, I love how it makes me feel like I like, came to a couple of your classes mm-hmm. in the dome, and I actually love yoga. But I, and I'm not making excuses, or I'm not procrastinating, but I, for me, mentally, I'd rather go for a run or get my bike and do more cardio because I feel that it works better for me. But actually, I feel so much more zen after doing some yoga practice. Mm-hmm. How did you get in? Like, how did you get into yoga? Like, how? Okay. So I am thirty nine, very soon. 
and rewind right till I was 17. Um, back then, I actually, it always reminds me back in my um, school when I was leaving fifth form and the teacher when you were leaving for your leaders assembly was like, you know, people you could be sitting beside could go and have 10 kids, someone could die, someone could go to the army, someone and I was like, what do you mean? You know, we're all going to go and go on to school and you're either going to be a banker or some servant or, you know, you're in that job or go to uni, whatever it be. And I left school in the June and my sister and my only sibling very suddenly died in the December. So I was 17, just finished school in the June and she died very suddenly on the 20th of December, very suddenly of meningitis. And back then there was no awareness around meningitis and she actually, and there was not enough funding in Northern Ireland, that she missed the vaccination through the schools. I had been vaccinated because then there was enough funding through Northern Ireland. So Leanne suddenly died um, and I was sort of, not left, but obviously my mum and dad, you know, dealing with the, the, the sibling, uh, you know, dying. And, you know, for me then at 17, I was like, what do I do? You know, I, I don't want to be here. You know, drink, drugs, you know, the, the, the thing to go to for to help you. And, you know, just dealing with my own grief, I had to go through counsellors. They tried to hand me antidepressants. And I was just like, literally wanted to throw the top at them, hit your man in the head of the book. And I was like, this is not going to bring Leanne back. I don't want to feel this way. But I didn't fully understand like my mother's perspective until I had my own child mm. um, uh, of what it was like to lose Leanne. So I, I kind of was not left my own devices, but I had to grow up very, very quick. So that's why like sometimes I don't get on my age, but I'm sometimes very streaks ahead in my way of living in life because I had to grow up very quick when 17 year olds were going clubbing and, you know, going out dating, doing all the rest um, that I sort of had to put my life on pause. But I remember mum and dad going to bed and I just thought, what could help me, you know? And it was a VHS, it wasn't even a DVD. Oh my God, and it was, uh, And it was uh, Jerry Holloway. Spice Girl, yeah, and I used to watch in awe of her moving and doing yoga. And she, as not only image way, but I soon learned with by like almost like it was like a hidden secret, you know, like I would wait till I went to bed, stuck it on because I felt like that was like an escape. So I walked into my first yoga class in Newton Arts Leisure Center that doesn't even exist at 17, and um, the girl was like, Oh, the spin class is next door. Because, like, it was filled with older ladies, mm, you know, back yeah, then. Yeah. No, it wasn't a cool thing yeah, to do. Totally. So I kind of, like, even now, like, I'm a teacher of 14 years coming. Um, but from 17 to now, you know, in amongst the yogis in Belfast, like, I do find myself, like, regrettably. But, <laughs> you know, I still, I'm very, I stick to my authentic self and what helped me. And that's through my teachings you know, it is very authentic of what brought me through that part of my life. So I went to the yoga classes and I got suddenly very hooked because I seen how it helped me just literally escape from the world. Yeah. You know, and it is a real cliche thing, but mental health and, you know, at that such a young age with no, no one there to help. Yes, I reached out to Ninja's Research because they're not allowed to come and help you and give you advice. And I wrote them a letter asked them to come out because obviously they have experience with their counsellors and um, and we helped raise a lot of money for Northern Ireland as a family for to supply vaccinations to Northern Ireland and to keep the money here for the research 
where there's two different types of the charities. So it brought me through that case of my life and then in my early 20s I got skin cancer. So I, I turned to malignant melanoma and again I turned to yoga. It brought me through that stage of my life that my mum and dad then were like, what have we done in this world that deserve this? That I was just like, you know, it's going to be okay, we'll get through it, we'll deal with it. And again, see whenever you arrive on your mat and you close the door. Mm -hmm. and you go. So I, I get, because I love gyms and I, I go out and work out all the time. But for yoga, you know, if you're that, um, you know, like you want like cardiovascular, you can certainly do that and you can get that, your heart rate up because you're moving and breathing. But obviously you're locking those energies. You're in getting, getting out of your head and into mm -hmm. your heart, you know, and it literally is, it's just, to get out of our own headspace, you know, mm -hmm. and to feel that empowerment through your body, you know, that it is just you and your mat mm -hmm. in that physical way. And I think even now, like Jesus Christ, mental health issues, anxiety, depression, suicide, like it's grim. Yeah. There are so many poor darlings out there that, you know, go to the doctors begging for help and yeah. they're throwing a box of tablets That's and right. say that and sort them yeah. and we need to look at social yeah. prescribing we need to look yeah. at what are the good things like I know for a fact like you know I could sit here and play the violin and do all the per me stuff yeah. that I've been through over the years what you've been through over the years what you've experienced over the years. Oh, per me I'm victim. we're not victims it's called life it's called life experiences yeah. but I know myself one thing every morning that makes me feel good about myself is going to do a 5k, yeah. it's going to do a 30 minute spin class on my yeah. bike, it's go, you know, it's doing something, as you say, Lindsay, have, you know, look, putting you first, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's something as well as working mums, um, as three very strong characters mm -hmm. in this room right now, we're three entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. we're three working mums, you know, and there's a lot of backlash that comes with that, because God forbid, you're allowed to be a high achiever yeah. and a mummy and have all of the nice things that you work your ass off for and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. And just kind of, for me now, um, I'm, I'm such a blended, dynamic, broken family life, do you know? And it's so, so disconnected from my upbringing. And it's now, it's totally new waters that I have never navigated because I was so blessed. I have an older brother, I have a younger sister, I have an amazing mummy and daddy, like an amazing extended family. Like I'm really grateful mm -hmm. and, and like I genuinely do practice gratitude on a daily basis mm -hmm. because I have to nip myself sometimes amongst all the shite for all the good. Yeah, and I refuse now mm -hmm. to beat myself up with guilt. Do you ever have mummy guilt? I used to, but then I think that that's just like society now like talks about this mummy guilt as if it's a badge of honour. Um, oh, I just feel so guilty. And ge okay, genuinely, people do suffer from it, mm -hmm. or I like, do genuinely feel guilty. But I don't because I know that I am a really good mum. Mm -hmm. I know I do. I love my children it, as they are. I know I can. I do I spend time with them. I you know, look into parenting them from a heart centered place, and would be when I say I'm into conscious parenting or like. I can kill those bullshit tales, but I, you know, I'm, I'm unlearning, I, I'm unlearning the way I was parented, but not in the bad way, because my mum and dad did an amazing job, and, Evidently. and they are, thank you, but 
and they are totally involved in my children's life. And sometimes I think whenever I tell them how I'm choosing to parent my children, they nearly get a little bit offended. Well, <laughs> you, yeah. well you and your brother turned well, out fine. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know, but you just did the best you could with what you know. And now I know better because of the, well, I know better for my children because yeah. of like the research out there and Instagram and the accounts that you follow. And it's not just about losing your shit with children, it's about getting down to their level, seeing them for who they are and like connecting with them on a soul level and parenting each child very individually. Very differently. And that's like my two girls totally. hold chocolate and cheese. And you have two beautiful girls mm-hmm. as well. Are they completely chocolate oh, cheese? totally. Yeah. And how, how do you manage it? Because you're married to a very subtle character. <laughs> you have the, the tailors, the coffee shop, the yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you juggle it all? Um, people that... Uh, Recently, have been asking that more and more because I um only recently, obviously with the yoga, obviously it was closed down with um, COVID, but I moved online. Then the coffee shop and the coffee truck and our coffee all came out in amongst all that. Oh, sorry, and Airbnb. And yeah, in uh-huh. our house in Donegal, yeah, and we have that, and then Chris and all his do 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 do. And um, you know, suppose you gotta look at it all differently because people go, how do you, how do you even do it? Blah blah blah. You know, Chris does it and does his way because I, I'm the backbone. You know, I don't have a cleaner. I do my own house. I do that, but yet I make sure that I get as much. I, I fall into bed at midnight and I'm back up at half six. People will say, sure, that's not good for you, but you know. I, I try to get as much, I don't sit and watch TV, mm-hmm. um, I was always, um, not always, I was civil service for, mm-hmm. I just, I took the career break to come out and do the yoga full time then, because I was part time with civil service, but it allowed me to bring the children up mm-hmm. from a young age. And what age are your girls now? They're now just coming 11 and 9. And it's moving into uncharted waters now, isn't it, into yeah. that kind of pre-teen yes we have we have a going through the practice papers so at the minute when you talk about mum guilt i was always just that two day a week civil service and then taught yoga a couple of times during the night um we're now it's like right what have i got planned this week where am i what yeah. am i doing tell me this girls sorry just since she said do you think men put themselves through this no, no, questioning never never do they think they say, Jesus, you know, I must see what Nicola and Lindsay want for dinner this week and get toilet roll and get bleach and laughing. No. <laughs> and I wonder, and I must get bin bags and I would hate to be a man. I would hate to be a man. Oh, so would I, to be fair. I but, am not. What? I'm just on the back as one in my second life. Are you not? Oh, no. We have very little, sorry, sorry, Mr. Don't apologise, it's sorry, true. Cameraman. Don't you apologize. know, it is there for me, like, I, I, we joke about, and, you know, I don't know if we're like, saying anything rude or whatever on this, but, of course you are. literally, all I worry about is, when are they getting their balls emptied? <laughs> Let's face it, I'm not worried about, I did protest one time, I was like, right, that's it, I'm not doing your washing anymore, and he was like, Right, well, what do I do? How do I work the washing machine? Oh, shut up! And I says, see, like, you look up Instagram, YouTube, and Google. Look up the make and model of our washing machine, and you work it out. He didn't know how to he do it. He didn't know. Chris but does is that nothing. So, but, did you create that? Yeah, well, I, it lasted, like, no, two no, days. Don't you dare. No, 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 I was just wondering, like, you know, because, you know, like, whenever me and Jimmy got married, it was very much, like, because my dad was really, like, quite equal. Uh-huh. And I was, like... I just expected it and Jimmy yeah. was like oh I was like oh no like th- these are we share chores yeah like, massive like Jimmy's amazing 
But I also think that has come from really clear boundaries as well, like setting and, up and setting the rules and starts. So my, my best friend. I didn't mean that. Like I know, but I made, I made but my bed from day one. He was mothered. I mothered him, and I made my bed. But no. when when life gets busy, and that's whenever you draw back to the question mm-hmm. of mum guilt. I'm kind of getting at at the moment because now from going part time working to doing, I you know running three businesses, running Chris's multiple businesses, you know behind there like yeah. I was like you know please employ me as your PA as well because it's like Nicola where am I this night that I'm like where's your black diary, but then I have the kids and then juggling swimming lessons, tutor lessons, totally. hours dancing lessons, and you're doing all that, but I still always you know you, you get that wee bit of guilt, but like you said drawing it back to filling your own cup but first, and what yoga yeah. does. You know, because I go like, you're not in the shop this morning. No, I'm not going to be there till this afternoon because I'm going to do yoga class first and take myself for a coffee. I love my own company. Oh, and I think it's I very it. much part of like doing stuff for yourself. And I, again, with Leanne Dan from a young age, I don't have a group. I could count on my one hand, maybe one, two people of good friends yeah. that I have because I didn't get to do the whole girlfriend thing oh, and go and hanging out. And then didn't have that, you know, that sort of support network through marriage, through babies, because then Chris's friends became my friends, yeah, the wives became my friends. And you have, you know, it's, it's all a very couple social scene too, isn't it? Yeah. And like, let's go back to the ball emptying scenario here, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, let's, yeah, no, let's, let's revisit that. Let's revisit this, right? <laughs> because let, let's be honest, like, Imagine we did nothing and all we wanted was a good shag. Like imagine the, the fucking mess of the house. Imagine <laughs> there'd be right. nothing done. But, no. but I wonder if like we lower our expectations as women and all we wanted was a good shag and a good orgasm at the end of the day. But that's all you do want. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Nicola. Quote on quote. That's Lindsay. <laughs> But if, you know, would, would there be less arguments would, if we could just lower expectations and live more in the present? And who gives a shit if your well, dishes aren't done? That Does that make you happy? Yeah. Because like a lot of my friends say, oh, but it makes me happy to have a clean house. Yeah, well, me too. And yeah. I must confess, it's probably why I'm single. <laughs> because I have such OCD and yeah. my ex will agree like that was a massive problem because I was so pedantic. Like everything has a place. Everything has the label right. forward, everything is organised, my words are covered. No, so Grania, Grania Maher, I'll tell you a funny story for Grania in a minute. Like I went into her hat room one day and it was like I took a panic attack. <laughs> okay. But it's it's do you know what? It's when you're busy, I if everything is organised, mm-hmm. you can you can really manage sure, sure. it. Because uh-huh, you know where everything is. Yeah. So like I I confess that I have colour coordinated underwear drawers. Oh, so gosh, no. I <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I don't do I, I don't do mismatch like it has to always match like it has to be as in, are your brown pants matching right now yeah or every show day. me right now uh, okay, I'll, show you. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you after oh I know it's matching no, I'm not, are you serious oh yeah but it's circle uh, nice matching yeah. no I don't have much underwear you don't have it on but no it's just literally for me it's like a little thing in my head and like people are like but Neve like, you're so relaxed or you know you're so like laid back whatever and I'm like I am the least laid back person you will ever meet oh, isn't it mad how what perception yeah, are you, you judge a big yeah. bias cover but like I drive my kids and seeing like Ailish especially Gosh. she's like glacial you know she moves at a glacial pace mm. she's so chilled like she's so I wish yeah. I had half of her zen yeah. she's such a beautiful disposition whereas I am a lunatic if things aren't in a certain way, like even mummy come down last night, she's amazing. But I'd be going right after her to move things and fix things. And she touched like it's not wise. And I'm acutely aware of it. 
and I try to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. No, you know what, Neve? Just leave that there. It's not going to do any harm. But that's because you feel in control. Yeah, oh, I'm in, a control freak. Yeah, yeah, I'm a control yeah, freak. Yeah, right. Control, control, control. control. Yeah. And I know this is the same at work. It's the same at home and everything. Yeah. And it just gets to the point where you try to work on it. But it's just, you know what? It's just me. That's and that's the way I am. And you have to get to the point of being unapologetically me. Exactly. Correct. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I've said to my husband as well. Like, you know, he's always like, Lindsay, you're so scary. You know, you forgot to do that. And like, I used to get so wound up and mm. get so angry at myself and so upset. And I'm now at the stage where I'm like, babe, that is just me. So if you want something done, don't do ask me. If you, I'll do it whenever I remember. Yeah. <laughs> or on my time scale. But you need to, to go and do that yourself. Because yeah. I am really scary, and I used to get really think it was a quite unprofessional. Like whenever I was even in yoga, teaching yoga or with like my mum and dads, I used to like have everything all laid out, and then I would forget to say things because I was trying to be too organised. And I now know <laughs> if I just show up and speak from the heart, it flows. You people can feel my energy much better. That and way. tell me this, just going because your energy just comes right through in your Instagram stories, and the same as you as well, right? Like I love your stories, right? And I love that you don't give a shit. You're just authentically you all the time. And the same with you, Nicola. How do you, because I know you've both experienced trolling over the last week. What do you think that we could do to empower trolls to actually go and have a word with themselves and get a life and to not be so unfulfilled and miserably unhappy? Because that's, in, in essence, yeah. the problem with mm-hmm. trolls. What, how do you manage, like Nicola, come to you on this, how do you manage you know you're you're because obviously you know you're like and let's be honest we're all on there like instagram is our channel to promote what we do for me and my nine to five linkedin is my very corporate platform for all my stimuli stuff instagram is more relaxed but it's fun and with the she said club it's about bringing you know you girls together it's about sharing real experiences it's about ripping off the sticky plaster and not covering all the bullshit up and it, you know for me so that's my like little philanthropic piece that I can bring women together to share their stories to empower others you know but it really annoys me when those assholes that just think that they are valued to ha- to say the derogatory things they say like it does it, it, it literally bounces off me like you know I don't give a shit I'm titanium when it comes to stuff like that it's like whatever like I don't care as my mum used to say it's none of your business what other people think of you you know do you know what I mean but how do you because I know you've had a few nasty experiences mm-hmm. with her, how do you handle them do they annoy you or do you, are they just noise or you know you can look at it either way you know by responding to them then that's like you you could say like you're eating out of their hand then that you're giving them time there they just want your time obviously for to throw off their jealousy of whatever it is that is their issue but i think by saying nothing you know you're doing nothing so like i called one out that had troll chris first but he didn't say to me because he knows once i will get my hands on them then that's it i will the blade is the out the blade was out <laughs> the blade and he, he's just like you know just say nothing just for you know just do nothing you know and i'm like no because then if they are attacking you who else are they going to attack yeah. and i called i did, i wrote back to him and i told him i was going to call him out and i did and i just thought you know what gives you the right and i did he, there was he had message to me before and he was like oh you think it's, we don't have something to say about you and I just like what people think of me is none of my business mm-hmm. so you can say whatever you like I am not false we put a lot of our family life our business everything and you know there's nothing but again we've worked hard for all that we have and it wasn't handed to us and you know it is a jealousy 
And like that guy, I, I was like, you know, if you get off your arse and go and work then and, you know, whatever is your, your issue is, you know, everybody has the same amount of hours in the day, but it's mm. what you put into it. Mm. And yes, it may be that, you know, you don't get to go and do regular things with the kids or, you know, but we do try to get that real life inclusive, balance, yeah. It, yeah. So that if Chris is away doing something, I'm always there. If I have to go and do something, but I, I call them straight out. I've nothing to hide because again, they give it all, you know, or they know where you live and they know this, that and the other. And I'm like, come on ahead, come on and have a cup of coffee. Yeah, and actually tell me what your problem is. Because sometimes is. they just want that attention, Yeah, you know, and it's... It's quite pathetic, isn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? I feel that um, a lot of the, whenever I get them, they're often like anonymous accounts. Yeah. So I can't call people out. And what, what are the, the main topics? Because I know when you give, not you just give your opinion and then people call it maybe controversial. Yeah. When you're I, talking yeah. about breastfeeding, totally. you're talking about, you know, when you're, well, yeah, when you're and then people that. just want to kind of say, no, get rah. Yeah, totally. And when you're, when you're in that space of mothering, parenting, birth, breastfeeding, whatever, you know, it, it, it's, people are triggered. People uh-huh. are triggered easily. And I think that's what I have to remember. I've maybe said something that's triggered something in them. So it's maybe not personal against me, it's, but it's something that's triggered something in them. Yeah. So that's what I always try to remember. It's actually not personal. And it's, do you go back and kind of say, God, I'm really sorry you feel like this? No, I actually do just ignore it. Do, do you? Yeah. You don't feel, feel the fact? No, I don't feel the um, And But I, if it's someone, if someone has messaged me, like maybe calling me out on something, yeah. I am more than happy to get into a conversation. Yeah. If I'm maybe wrong about something or they've said, Oh, what you've said there has actually really offended me or this is actually not the case for me and there's a conversation I am happy to get into a conversation and I am always always be the first to say you know what I'm wrong yeah. you were right I'm wrong I shouldn't have said that or that's interesting that that uh, that that's come up for you or I've triggered that let me look into that more because I am okay with being wrong yeah I, for sure or okay with being called out in maybe the words that I've said um, so and yeah. you're not afraid to admit if you were wrong. No, not at all. Yeah, not and I think that's the key to success as well is to say to know when you're wrong and admit mm. when you're wrong. And I think sometimes as well there's this sorry. there's this virtue. And I I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, you know, about um, you know, uh, Instagram was this place of absolute bullshit pollution of these amazing lives that we were living, and then it went full circle to. No, I'm just so grateful, and this is my life, and I'm practicing mindfulness and gratitude, and I'm so grateful, and I'm authentically me, and I was like, this is actually worse bullshit than the first phase, and it's like the second. So for me, it's just like I want people like life is so short, right? And we've seen that, witnessed that more and more over the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything else, and I just think, what if people just got on? with their own wee lives, did whatever made them happy, minded their own business, maybe got into a wee bit of thought-provoking debate, but why do we have to be so hateful to each other? Like, I love a good debate. Aye. But imagine if after we didn't agree on something, That's okay. we could be like, do you want to go grab a drink? Yeah. yeah, like leave it there. Yeah. yeah, it's okay to not agree with everything that other people think yeah. and what your friends think, but then just then move on. Yeah, and let it be. That's okay. Yeah. That's your opinion. Do like that's your opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. Happy days. Now, talking about opinion, you said something about fire earlier, right? Because I'm really nosy and totally deprived at the minute. <laughs> Keeping the fire alive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you first, Nicola? Oh, <laughs> With such busy schedules, do you and Christopher Souter make time for date night? Um... Only recently, because funny, our friends were like, oh, what is that this week? And I was like, well, I made sure I got 
sort of to book a hotel tonight. To to, I'm doing this, we're out at an event tonight, and I said to book um, a hotel, even though we forgot our wedding anniversary. But we're not saying anything. Um, but here we are in Belfast in the big smoke. It and will, you look sensational. It, it will do. Um, but only recently now the kids are a wee bit older. Um, that we our friends were like, oh, you are so lucky getting the kids minded again. But because they're like very self-explanatory, you yeah, know, they're yeah. at an age, but their kids are younger. And I says, look, don't forget, we'd been there, done that when no one mind the kids. And but our sort of date night is is we're as easy as going up to the gym to yoga class. We'll go and grab a coffee, you know, or you know, there's nothing. It's not as if we'd be in the house and get a Chinese. I hate the cinema. I fall asleep. I don't watch TV. Yeah. Sutter loves TV. Sutter loves going to the cinema. We went last night in his own. But things like that bore me. Where we go? Did he go and see Maverick by any chance? Uh -huh, so he thought he was Tom Cruise coming uh, out. All day long. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> He'd be coming out with the aviators and all that. He took his horse binder. He took his horse binder. Um, but yeah, we we sort of as the kids got older, I suppose are making more time. You know, in that essence. And mm -hmm. how do you make time for you and Jamie? Um, so we're really lucky that my parents live just around the corner and they're Yes, sorry, by the way, amazing. congratulations on your beautiful new home. Oh, thank you so much. And you seem to just like French-shaked it and like... Literally French-shaked everything. You make it look so easy. Like, I'm just, hey, I'm in this house, I'm going to help a woman give birth to triplets and then I'm just going to unpack in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that was the transition of your story. So oh my word, not it, was it was the craziest month, like in New York for New York Bridal Week. That's right. Came back, training ran, ran the marathon, had two births. It was crazy. Right, moved house. It yeah. Was crazy. Okay, so date night then. But um, <laughs> yeah, me and Jimmy loved exercise. So um, like you said, a lot. So we, we'll just ask my parents sometimes. We look after the kids on Sunday afternoon. Me and Jimmy go for a big run together. Um, and that's honestly we love doing things like that. Um, and then we'll have a curry. Like so nice. do, uh, big run and a curry. Um, so yeah, you love the old beer, don't you? Lo I love a beer. Love so beer. yeah, like we do make time for each other, and it's really important. But sometimes time will be doing like what maybe watching something, but also cooking together. Yeah. Um, and actually like putting a phone or your phones in like a little phone jail, like yeah. a little basket. Do you do that? Um. Yes, we. You didn't used to, and then we realized how much we were having date night, and then like on your, your phone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so little phone jail actually, you can get them on Amazon, and you put them in, and, and you, you like set up, you set a lock. So yeah, it's it's funny, so and, but it works. I should actually do that for myself. When yeah, because it's, it's like my mum said last night in the house, and she said, "You ever off that bloody thing?" I know. And I was actually having like a wee nosy on Twitter, then Instagram, then LinkedIn. Mummy was watching the Lincoln Lawyer. I don't watch TV. Yeah. I would rather have a snoop on social, yeah. read a book, or you know, and, and do that or something different. But Nicola, um, it's just to kind of re we group the Airbnb, the coffee, the coffee truck, the yoga. Taylor's managing Chris Suter. Um, what's next? Um, well, funny that you know you sort of set your goals and everything else, and you know the coffee came about because I've always supported Chris and his dreams, and he never had to ask and do. And coffee was always mine because yoga and coffee go hand in hand. Yoga being for your wellness and for yourself, and going for a coffee always puts the world to right. You know we're not big drinkers. Don't get me wrong, if we want to have a gym, I'll have a gym, but because I, I don't have that group of girlfriends, we don't go to pubs. Well, pubs, I'm, I, you know. I'm happy to take you out. For, I'm feeling Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should have planned a bathroom. We should have been having gym. And, uh, and I just 
love going to the coffee shop, outside the coffee shop came by, but we were asked at the start of the year, what was this? And I can't, because there was so much over the last couple of years, I was like, look, let, let's, don't spring up anything else on me, because I don't know if I can, <laughs> like, I can deal with anything, because we're just coming out of COVID, getting all our shit together, mm. and, um, but you know, that's what, with, with Sutter and his way of, of life, every, every week, every day, every month, is never the same. You know, here we are, near into June, what we've achieved already to this year, still managing the, the kids, house, life, you know, in general. It's phenomenal. So, you know, nothing would surprise me anymore, you know, because people go, how do you, how do you stick him? You know, because he just goes, right, we're going to go and buy this, or we're going to go and do that, or I'm going to go and set up this business and do this. And, you know, I don't know, maybe as he's there, um, Austin, yeah. you know, but, um, no, I'm happy with the coffee, and maybe another shop might yeah. pop up. Okay. Um, that's sort of in the remit by the, the end of the year, um, number two, because we want to roll out a couple of them. Yeah. Um, so it might um, pop up sooner rather than later. Good Who on. knows? Because. Well, we'll just have to follow you to keep an eye on that. Keep an eye, yes. But uh, yeah, who and, knows? And Lindsay, what about you? What's on the horizon for you now? What's coming up next? More orgasms. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. On your own with Jamie on top of the washing machine. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> more orgasms. Absolutely. More orgasms, not only for me, but for more women to have more orgasms more often. Um, but I how do we do that? Oh. Well, you can't go around and deliver that. No, no. I think what we need to empower women to explore their own bodies more and to trust themselves more and to be more intimate with themselves. So you're talking about a masturbation club? Do you know what? I follow this girl on Instagram and it's called... Um, uh, like something to do with your pussy, like like push, pussylicious. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like a pussylicious bookshop. I'm like, we need that. There you go. Did you imagine the man licking the women? Uh, <laughs> to try and get like all these, like, and also women understanding what their vulvas are and like how big the clitoris is. Like more education on this. Like it's not called a vagina; it's a vulva. Your vagina is what your baby comes out of. It's a muscular. True. Hey, let's drive the vulva. I just would love to do that workshop. And for them to understand. And do you know what? I'm, like, I actually, we should organise and do that workshop because I'm not. Never. And Ryan say something really controversial to end this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I am all for whatever floats your boat and being liberal. But you see this woke nation that we're living in at the minute. Can't even. No, sorry, it's just too woke, and we don't need to go there. But I believe following Fifty Shades. And all the kind of sexual awakening that we've had mm-hmm. as women over the last five, six years. Women are more upward. They're more... Oh, like, sure. I, I could tell you with my girlfriends, before they brush their teeth, they have their vibrator. I was like, good morning. And then it's away and brush it. And like, 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 what makeup are you wearing? You have a lovely glow. You're like, it's masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like, why are we so taboo? Because men, yeah. men just totally. love a wank in the shower and the way oh, they go. It's all they have to worry about. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, more orgasms. Okay. And um, yeah, I, for me, it's uh, just, it's amazing. Like I'm right booked up to the middle, to the end of November with births. So many women um, supporting so many births. 
So that's amazing, but that takes up a lot of my time one to one. And there's only I have to turn down so many women, which I hate doing. Yeah. But I can only take on so many births in oh, a month. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be kind to yourself because you burn yourself out and then you're no good. Exactly. Anything. I don't want to do that because I literally love I fall in love with every family that I work with. Yeah. Um and being with being present with the family when they're birthing their baby is just the biggest honour. And it literally gives me goosebumps every time, and it's but just so absolutely special. So I want to be able to reach more women, um, and I work best on a one-to-one basis. So maybe like, um, there's a other uh, there's a midwife that I'm actually really good friends with, and we're thinking of both doing some like really luxurious retreats, oh, pregnancy right. retreats. Oh, pregnancy. No, I don't want to be pregnant. Um, no, but we're thinking about doing <laughs> but like, pregnancy I'm retreats, the and retreats. then also I would love to run like a women's retreat. So. Why don't we do it? You can do the yoga. You can do Pussylicious and I'll organise it. Fabulous. You bring the champagne. Oh, no, but no, I'm serious. <laughs> we should organise a retreat. I'm all in. And all, like, no holds bar, no men allowed, right? And it's not a man beating session because we actually like the men. Oh, but I love men. And I'm definitely, like, as much as I'm a feminist, like, I love men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I love women too. It's about equality. Absolutely. I'm more for equality. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to organise right. a retreat. Nicola, you're going to get us so zanned and you're going to get us absolutely horned up by the afternoon. <laughs> and we'll all go home. Every man will be happy. Every man will be delighted. It'll be magic that we sent you off every Friday. <laughs> the one thing I asked all of my guests, right, before we, we, we finish this, is looking back at all your successes and achievements, which have been vast, and like kudos to you. You know, I'm a big supporter of you and Chris and have been for years and years. And Lindsay, I don't even know how we met. Was it through Instagram? I think so, yeah. And we just connected. Totally. And then even with the running and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then obviously life took a turn for me. Uh, and I didn't get to do the marathon, but I'm going to do Dublin with you in September. Yeah. Uh, with the half, not the full. Um, <laughs> if you were to go back, and I know I didn't, I never realised that story about your sister until then. I'm so, so sorry that you had to go through that because that is just horrific. If you were to look back at 17, 16 year old Nicola, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give to yourself now? Um, I suppose it would be to live your own life and how you want to do it. You know, you you set out at a young age, living life of how I suppose like your parents expected to be and do, and you know, get your get married, then have the baby and get the house. You know that sort of way that everybody is is used to doing. And you Especially know, Northern yeah, Ireland. and other people's opinions just don't don't matter. You know, just be yourself and live in the present moment because we can all go back to the past and we all can try to skip into the future, but the present moment is all that ever matters. Oh, I love that. And what about you, Lindsay? What if you could go back to sixteen-year-old Lindsay? What one piece of advice would you give to you? Um, to be oh, that's, that's a really tricky one, isn't it? I think it's about being true to yourself and trusting your own instincts mm-hmm. and being in your body more and yeah like it's all about that gut feeling because mm-hmm. trust your own instincts you you, you always you You're always not. know what's best for you you always know the right from wrong yeah. if you really sink deep, sink deep. In, in my 40s now I can actually say gut instinct is everything you it's know everything. even though your heart ponders and flutters and your head thinks this your gut will always mm-hmm. guide you and that's one thing I've learned to trust over, so over the years so Nicola, if people want to follow you on Instagram, it's at Suter Yoga. S U I T O R Yoga. And Lindsay, you're at lindsay.watts. Mm-hmm. And it's L I N Z I dot W A T T S. Oh my God, girls, I could actually keep this going for ages, but this has been amazing. Um, 
I'm actually really looking forward to organise this, this retreat. So guys, you thank you so much for joining us. And do you know what? I'll have you back in a follow-up post Pussylicious retreat. <laughs> Girls, thanks a million. Thank you so much. Thanks a million for listening and for more you can follow us on Instagram at She Said Club or sign up to the website on www.shesaidclub.com. <laughs>